0: Imagine, it's like like your entire fan base had a bunch of stepdads that you just didn't like and they had to deal with all that (laughs) for like 41 fucking years. So I totally get it. Like, I totally get it.
1: (laughs) That's the cold open, Jim.
0: Flip that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to My Gotta Podcast. I'm Jim Wood. In this episode, John Powell and I are joined by Chris Mahler of Saturday Down South and Saturday Football Uncensored. We talk about how Chris got his start in sports media, how he ended up a Bama fan, a lot of college football, and yes, we talk about that time Chris was shot. As always, remember to check out store.mygotapodcast.com to see our latest merch. And you can follow us on social media at My a Podcast. Now, let's join the conversation in progress. All right, so I think... Three weeks in a row we're actually recording. Hi, it is over. Uh, we're going to call this a three-peat. Uh, and again, there actually has been a conversation going on. So John and I uh, are joined, joined by Chris Marler. You may know him as Vern Funquist on Twitter uh which
0: we notorious we we, we yeah, didn't talk about well this listeners just right <laughs> we, off the bat that's <laughs> okay oh, we,
2: we we didn't talk about this in the pre that is like one of my favorite twitter handles by the way uh seriously that is excellent um but you can find chris uh works at saturday down south and you can check out the saturday football uncensored podcast uh chris welcome to my god podcast
0: yeah thanks man it's good to be here i appreciate the shout out on the the Twitter handle. I tell you what, it was it was funny because I made it. I was like super hungover at the 2018 <laughs> media days or 2019, maybe. I don't remember. I think it was 2019. And I was like, okay. I, we had drank Gabriel's out of White Claw the night before, which is not the most manly okay. thing i ever said, but it was like right when White Claw came out. And I was like, I'm going to change my handle to either Claw Bomb or Vern Funquist. And I feel like I made the right choice for sure.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, you're now... Now on the second incarnation of it, because Twitter slash X is, is lame. And someone I mean, can't someone can't take a joke, apparently.
0: I, I will say, admittedly, <laughs> making a Kirby Smart sex tape joke was not my best move. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. Schools, and it was up for like an hour and a half. And I'm the one that took it down because it didn't even get enough likes. Like That's how funny <laughs> I was being to myself. And then I was like, <laughs> and then I, I get a notification, it's like, shut down. And then, of course... In typical fashion, there was like Georgia fans that were like, well, maybe he shouldn't have said this. And I was like, okay, Bobby, cool. Like, my bad.
2: (laughs) I couldn't even remember exactly what it was. I I
3: didn't even remember that's what it was. Like, It
0: it honestly was a good fresh start to have a new one to like not make as many enemies. But I'm already well on my way to doing that again anyway. So we'll see what happens. I don't know.
3: Did yeah. you
1: change your image and like, not just your handle, like the, the, yeah, the line, also, the man, line at the top?
0: Yeah. 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 I mean, like <laughs> it was like, it was like, but again, it was up for an hour and a half. I, I will never forget this. I was like, okay. So I made the whole joke and I had it like <sighs> ready to go for like several days at a time and era beforehand. And I was like, this is what I'm going to say. And I thought it was so funny and it wasn't at all. And then <laughs> like posted it and I was like, okay, Let's see how many, I I walked down, I was in, I was living in Virginia Highlands in Atlanta at the time. And so I walked down to go get, uh, what do you call it, like breakfast and coffee on a Saturday at like, I don't know, 11 when I got <laughs> up some random day. I was up before noon that at that point in my life. And so I go down there and I'm like, okay, well, this isn't getting that many likes. I'm going to change this whole thing and like take it down, change my profile picture back again, whatever. So I'm like going through like, all right, which, which profile picture looks best? And all the while, Twitter was already like, no, you're done. Like, you're done. We are not going to change any of this. Like, you're so just wow. That's <laughs> funny. Sorry, Carter. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All good. All good, Um, man. So and I know you've you've recently relocated. One thing I wanted to ask, because I know like you were doing stand up like around Atlanta, like punchline yeah. and stuff. Is that something that's still available to you in the new in the new area? Still so trying to keep up with
0: that. I so I really I've been doing it for like eleven years. Like I did it like especially before I started doing this job. This job is like I love this job even more than I love doing comedy. Um, mm-hmm. Comedy is like one of like my main things for a very long time. But I really enjoy this more, and I kind of get to mix all that together right. um, and not mm-hmm. take myself too seriously as like somebody's in media now. But like Columbia, the scene is not nearly as good. I haven't performed here, but to be honest, I I, I didn't perform for like a full year last year in in Atlanta. Just like okay. I lost the passion for it um and wasn't in like the best mind or headspace to do it anyway mm-hmm. and then I, I was like you know i I finally realized i think it was like around like may or something like that of this year i was like holy shit, i haven't done comedy in like a year and then i went <laughs> to a show and did it and like it was fun again so it's i mean like i'll probably do some shows in columbia at some point or charleston or greenville or whatever yeah the scene is not nearly the same it's just not right dramatic, crazy right so where are you at right now uh, Columbia, South Carolina, uh. the hottest place on earth. Our- <laughs> yeah, appropriate reaction. Uh. Appropriate- it's so hot. It's- <laughs> I, I don't know if you can see in the background. There's a Roku setup up here because all I've done for the past like week and a half is watch like 87 shows in its entirety on on Netflix and shit because it's like I'm not going outside. It's a thousand degrees outside.
1: I was just I was just referring to Columbia just in general. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just I just picture it just like sands sandstorm just playing like constantly over and over yeah. again like all the hour every <laughs> yeah. hour yeah <laughs> i mean
2: i've never really been there outside of going to like when georgia's uh, i mean i've driven through uh yeah. but like as far as like stanford weekend it's i've been for a game and i know like those games are always insanely hot so that was my question is is it like that all the time and i guess yes. apparently yes it is
0: awful it is like it is <laughs> the hottest place on earth and i know that everybody's going through a heat wave right now anyway but like yeah it is the hottest place on earth it, it's like a, it's like a suffocating heat like where it's like you walk outside and it's just like right on you, like right off the bat.
1: Columbia yeah. is just the armpit of America.
0: Yeah. You're the second person in Columbia. <laughs> I just I like, I, I will say I do love Columbia itself and I'm glad to be out of Atlanta. I lived in Atlanta for 37 years. Mm-hmm. Really loved Atlanta. I still do. Um, but I, I like, it just was time for a change.
2: Got it. So you started talking a little bit about like when you got in, I don't know, just comedy for sports media, et cetera. And I was curious just on like how you got there. You know, a lot of people are yeah. like, hey, I'd like to be a sports journalist, but not everyone <laughs> goes out there and does it. Right. And uh, you, want to tell
0: you the, the, the key to getting there. <laughs> well, I was Here's curious.
2: Well, I was curious, like, what, like, were you, was it always the goal? Were you doing something else before? Cause you were already doing that when I, you know, when I, yeah. when I found you on Twitter, we'll say, right? So,
0: anybody, anybody that wants to get into the sports media, here's what you need to do. You want to go to a small liberal arts college in Milledgeville, Georgia, for <laughs> roughly five and a half, <laughs> to six years. You want to get a degree in liberal studies. And once you leave with that degree, which is basically a degree in having a second place finish in barroom trivia for the rest of your life. And then Got you it. want to go bartend and aim wanderlessly in your professional life and career for the next six to 10 years. That's exactly what I, so I was working at Houston's in Atlanta off Linux road. Yeah. And it's kind of crazy. Cause I just like, I loved, I love cultural wealth. my favorite thing since I was a kid. I, I, you know, anybody that follows me knows that. Um, and I was bartending and I just, I started like, this is like the whitest thing I've ever said, but like I started a blog and it was called <laughs> red white and bro. And so I like I What would was like, it called? Red white and bro. Red and, white and bro. Okay. Yeah, this is like nice. 2015, right? So I would start doing these like weekend articles and I would I would write like the process of it was ridiculous cuz I was like 28. Mm-hmm. So we're just we're all going to be very open here. I would get off work on Thursday. I would go get booze. I would take my prescribed Adderall. And I would say up until four, just drinking and writing 3,500 words about the games that weekend. And like, <laughs> no editing. Like, it was all probably one paragraph. And then, like, <laughs> like but we, and we would call it, like, we call it winning and boozing. And I would, like, write, like, the summation of what was going to happen, like, prediction, score. And then, like, we would attach a booze to each game. So, like, the year that Mizzou beat Georgia, I, like, 2013. Yeah. I I was like Tito's bloody Mary. And I don't mean Tito's vodka. I mean, Tito's the homeless guy off Ave, his vodka and a bloody (laughs) Mary. And it'd be like describing like whatever crazy drink you would have at the tailgate. So I started doing that for a while. And then I was like working bartending one night and I heard somebody talking about, I think they said like Tuscaloosa or something or Starkville. And I was like, we talking football over here. And this will shock you, but I hijacked the conversation. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> and and then we hit it off. And it was the it was the owner and president of SDS, Kevin Duffy, and we just kind of hit it off. And I had been doing some stuff on TV. I had been doing comedy. I've been doing all that. I've been writing. And so I sent him like a sample of it. And he was like, all right, well, maybe if you whittle down the excessive amount of F words you're using for no reason in your writing, um, we could start to use you. And then I got hired part-time 2017, 2018, full time, and I've been doing it ever since.
1: Okay. Okay. That's awesome.
0: It's 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 been something. It's been a ride, man. It's been it's been kind of a wild ride. I got very I got very, very lucky and I'm very fortunate to be here.
2: That's yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that I don't know what I was the dream. To you say. Yeah, I don't know what I was expecting you to say, but that, that that's not what I was expecting you to say. That that's pretty cool.
0: You thought uh, I went about the, like the proper channels to become a professional journalist no I know I no do that.
2: I, I I figured you had I figured you had uh off the
0: off the beaten path a, a
1: journey different <laughs>
2: yeah yeah I figured that but like I but I I don't know it, it is amazing like the you hear a conversation at the bar and that's the intro that's that's pretty incredible I mean yeah
1: um who who's who's your uh who kind of like is inspires you or like you kind of like you know how everybody kind of models their craft out of stuff of something like where, who's your model, yeah. role model?
0: So at the time when I first started doing it, the only reason I ever picked up, I'll say picked up a pen, but like, you know, I, like we don't, nobody writes with that um, really necessarily more, but like I, it was, it was every day should be Saturday I would, I would listen to podcasts and I would read their stuff and it was, I was like, man, this is exactly what I want to be doing. Like, this is like, it's humorous and it's funny. And it's like, yeah. and like, it's way smarter than like what I what I was doing. But it was like I mean, at the time, especially when I was doing stand up, my whole thing was like very, very sarcastic, very kind of holy, like, you know, like just a kind of a I'll just say like a just kind of like a dickhead sarcastic person. Goading Georgia.
1: Whole... Georgia fans. <laughs>
0: I mean, you do it to yourself, but I was really I am really good at that, I guess. I will say that. Backfired tremendously. Well, tremendously. Saturday yeah. down
1: south was good at that too.
0: I don't even start. This is like, see, this is what I'm doing. This is when I know I'm doing a good job with like, I mean, every day, every day day should be Saturday. Every, every time. Yeah, that's true. because It's Florida guys. But every time I'd somebody, exactly. So, and so I'm like, I mean, think about, think about this. Like, if you guys have been following me for a while, Mm. think about the fact that there are real people in this world that, that think I'm a Georgia fan or a Georgia, like for for real. And if you, you can't look at the receipts anymore because, because my old Twitter is gone. Thank God but like true if you just look back it it is it is hilarious to me that like people actually think that but no so it was every day should be saturday and then i remember doing like in year one or year two i was having a really difficult time trying to figure out what i wanted to do because like i said i love college football it's been my favorite thing since i was four years old we'll get into why i'm a bama fan like i know like in a a minute or whatever but like i grew up around it it was like it was Hmm. it became like 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 a huge part of my identity and I just, I love it. And so I nerd out about it. And I love like getting into like, you know, stats and history and looking at old games and all this other shit like that. But also like, I like being able to joke around about it and not taking it too seriously. I, I had this very weird, try to like balance. I was trying to figure out which was like, I want to be taken seriously because I feel like I know what I'm talking about a majority of the time. Mm. But I also want to be myself and not take myself too seriously and like make jokes and, and have it like be like fun. And, and like, I don't want to be buttoned up and I don't want to be in Darren Ravel or whoever, like, he doesn't cover SEC football, but you know what I'm trying to say. And so I just, I didn't want to do that. And I remember talking to Chris Doring one offseason. he's like, you just need to figure out what you want to be. Like, if you want to be Bear Felica and like come up with all these stats, like do that. But if you want to mm-hmm. be like Pat McAfee, like, and, and be fun and like, you know, have like your personality shine through it, like then do that. And so what I decided to do was be one of those or both of those, but on a much smaller and less successful way. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just a much less successful version of
1: both. I mean, they had a little bit of a leg up, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> a little bit, a little bit.
1: I think that, I mean, I think that that's spot on. Cause I feel like that, that's kind of, you're like the everyday, the everyday guy, right? Like it's, it, and that's kind of like, I mean, I think that that kind of resonates with Jim and I, like we, we kind of go down the rabbit hole with dog stats, you know, and, yeah. and on the stats side of things. And I can, I've learned so much listening to like Graham and, uh brooks austin and those guys do yeah. x's and o- x's and o's and it's like you know but i, I, that, I that can't
0: be me like 100
1: <laughs>
3: percent.
0: yeah it, it, well in the loosey goosey with a of lot of different guys. stuff <laughs> all three of those guys you mentioned i i like i genuinely think the world up and i know that they besides josh i don't think that grammar brooks really think that i think that necessarily because we've gone back and forth on Twitter like that. But like, I just think the world of all three <laughs> of them and I really do respect so much what they did because like, I'll tell you what, anybody that like is able to carve out like a part of this like whole, or like, you know, like a piece of the pie for themselves. And and all three of those guys have done like a great job doing that. And you look at like what Graham and what, what Brooks have been able to do and Graham launching his own site and all that kind of shit, like, I have so much respect for that, but it is difficult to try to figure out like, all right, what is my voice? Like, what do I want to do? Because. In the past, I think it's like so much like you want to be like this buttoned up like this. I want to be in the media. I want to report facts. And then you're like, I don't know. I'm not going to get into politics. But it's like that all just went to shit. Like you don't have to report facts at all. You can just say whatever right. you want. <laughs> like, and so like, But I mean, it just it, it became a lot of fun. And I, I like I I will say like I I'm just very fortunate and like very, very grateful that I'm still able to do it because I I mean, sports are worse than politics, if you think about it. In, in a lot of ways. Like we yeah. do politics every four years in FC <laughs> football. It's like, if you say
1: I'm a Bama fan,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you say, like, "Hey, I'm an Alabama fan. Let me give you my objective, unbiased opinion on what's going to happen today. And people are like, you, like <laughs> I just, I like this. It was, I will, I will have so much. I, I still have so many issues with people like that because they, they will see the Bama thing mm-hmm. and, let's be honest like i remember my mom used to say to me she goes you've gotten so much more mature when like Bama loses you don't you like you're like we don't lose anymore like <laughs> yeah. you know I me mean? for like a long time we just didn't lose it was like I, you don't know how I'm, right. I'm, just, I'm not having to deal with it as much i'm still going off the deep end but I, like it's such a thing that means so much to so many people and it means so much to me because like, i'm a fan and so like I, I love being able to have that part of the voice about it yeah but it's frustrating it is frustrating dealing with like i like I get frustrated every. I try to. I try, I've been better about Twitter, but it is something. That, on a daily basis, I'm like actively having to remind myself. Like, don't fight that person.
2: <laughs> yeah, you need to. You need to be, uh, be like to... Logan. You need yeah. to be like Logan. I yes. haven't
1: argued with. I haven't argued with anybody. Yeah, Two thousand days.
2: He he has I that in, in his Twitter bio. If you look at his bio, he he has a count of how many days has been since he argued with someone. At one point, stranger, I was worried a stranger, yeah, a stranger, you're, you're a stranger. At, at one point, I was, okay. was was. But he can argue with you though because you're not a stranger, Chris, because you know Logan, yeah, so you don't I didn't count about that part. We, and we've 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 established that with Logan that we don't count. We I, actually <laughs> did
1: establish that with him.
2: <laughs> there was a point in time yeah, though I where that. I was worried that I was the last person he argued with before we knew each other. But he's confirmed that it was not me,
1: so that made me okay. happy. To...
2: Um, he's a really good dude. Yeah, yeah, no, Logan's Logan's awesome. Uh, he he's been on he's been on the pod a few times as well. But I I feel like though like nowadays like what you're talking about is a concept that like I mean it didn't exist like back like when we were growing up. I know John and I are a little bit older than you, but like with like the sports reporters on ESPN, mm-hmm. right? And like and it was very much like I am neutral and like you're not even gonna know but, who like, I cheer for. Yeah, well that was the thing. But they would exactly. I feel like they weren't. But they would try to act like they were, and like right. I feel like nowadays people are comfortable in their fandom and can yeah. say, "Yeah, like I cheer for that team," but that doesn't mean that I can't have an opinion. And like I just feel like it's so much more honest now than it used yeah. to be back in the day.
1: I, Except I mean, for we I, have I, Seth on and Seth wouldn't tell us who he, who he would root for. <laughs> well, he just wouldn't.
2: He wouldn't say. Well, oh, Seth went to Maryland. Seth says, I, think, I, right? "I will say I mean, that."
0: Like i I always joke around. I always say, like, I grew up in Alabama fans, one of my many flaws. Right, like, and I've got a ton of them. But like, I mean, there's not a lot of good that's come of that. Like, it hasn't been a lot of good of like telling people I'm a band fan. Um, <laughs> but I will Makes say, I will, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's the worst. It's a, it is a it is a top three worst fan base in America for sure, for sure. And it's it's us Tennessee, and it rotates with y'all in Ohio State. And I will stand by that. And I love you guys. Again, but like, you know what I'm saying. So right. yeah, I mean, but it is it is kind of like. I like being able to do it because I I, whether people believe it or not, there's not a thing I go into that I'm like trying to report on or whatever that I'm like going into. Like, I'm going to be biased about this and I'm going to I'm going to only look at it from this point of view and Mm -hmm. all that. I I genuinely don't do that. But I will tell you what's wild. You brought the sports reporters.
3: How crazy
0: is it that like we're like 25 years removed from a time when people are like, okay, how are we going to determine a national championship? What if we get a bunch of dudes from all over the country who have their own agendas and really don't watch all the sports? Cause it's not even all on TV that like, like, and let's let them determine who the national championship. That is insane to me that it like is. in the nineties, we were just like raw dogging reality of who was actually winning national championships at like a, like a fair clip. It's ridiculous.
2: It is. It is insane. I, uh, I feel like we've gone too far, but, That's probably another podcast uh, or we're about to go too far. Uh, Yeah. I think 12 is too many, but, but yeah, I mean, I, like I celebrated when the playoff was announced initially, you know, now like that, that, uh, Facebook, uh, it was that Facebook memory pops up, uh, every year of like when I, when I was celebrating the birth of the college football playoff. And I kind of look at that back a little bit differently. Now, I still think it's for the better, but, uh, yeah, uh, I don't like where it's heading, but that's a, my, my get off, get off my lawn moment on It's that the one.
1: Bama Invitational.
0: <laughs> Actually, Chris, <laughs> that like, was God, my. You, I, I'm not even going to hear this because, like, <laughs> this <the> <laughs> that everyone
3: was that my problem.
0: That was my stance. <laughs> Where they I everyone that says that the last year is the best example of it. Like, yeah, it, people were trying. People were trying to make a point for Bama to be in the playoff, and and if listen, objectively speaking, mm-hmm. as a Bama fan. One, we did not deserve to be anywhere remotely close to the playoff because you lost two games and the schedule matters. And right. two, any Bama fan that's being honest with themselves, I fully know what happened in Atlanta. I fully know what happened in Atlanta in December of 2021. Any Bama fan that says they wanted any part of playing Georgia last year is lying through their teeth because there is no chance that team would have been anywhere remotely close within 14 points of Georgia. That no, nowhere close. Yeah. And it would have been awful. So I'm very glad they didn't make the playoff.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I remember you. I do remember again, like you said. I remember you saying that online last year, like late in the yep. year. You're like, why are why, why are people talking about this? Should yeah. not be a thing
0: um, at all, at all. And and also, just side note on that, real quick. You moved at four. I said this when it happened. I was like, you're going to complain about whoever's fifth. Oh yeah, yeah. You yeah. yeah. 12, you're going to complain whoever's thirteenth. Yep. And like, yeah, I do think a lot of this is because of that 2011 Bama LSU game. But those well, that were was the straw that broke the
2: camel's back. Sorry, exactly. I talked over you. I said that was the straw that broke the camel's back for sure. That was that. The rest of the country was like, "Oh, we can't have this." Right.
0: So. Well, you know, if you're Oklahoma State, then don't go lose to an unranked Iowa State. And I don't, I, I know what happened the day before, and it was a tough situation. Blah blah blah. But, yeah. Like to put that in perspective, and what people don't understand, like Baylor lost to A and M twenty twenty one. They were that was the first time in a hundred games they lost to an unranked opponent, a hundred. Like, yeah. so just don't lose it on our team. Like those are the two best teams in the country. And, and, you know, it's worked in their favor sometimes, like you said, like, but I, I just, whatever, people are going to complain either way.
2: Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. We're going to start complaining about 13. It's going to go to 16, I would assume. Probably. Probably. Um, But yeah, I don't know. My, my, I, I don't know. To, to to close that out, I, uh, what you said earlier is what I'm worried about being less important and like that. Like college football, the regular season matters. It's one of the only sports that we have where it's still that important, and right. it's the only one where like you can have a soul crushing loss that abs like a single loss that can just derail your season. No yeah. other sport is like that, and it's like the whole like it's not a bug, it's a feature kind of thing right. to me of college football. And it's yeah. I, don't know, I feel like we're trying to fix what isn't really the problem to me. But
0: man. I I've always said I think like the word that always the best way to describe the college football season. And it's not as bad anymore because, like, Bam has won two titles without winning their own division, right? Like, I Mm -hmm. I get it. But, like, it, the season is so precious. And that's the only word I know how to describe it. That's like, I've described it like that since I was like a kid. Like, it's just every game matters. And it sucks to be like a one loss team and and to be left out. Mm -hmm. I get that. But, like, I I would, I would rather take that and the importance of every game and how much fun it is and how much each and every week matters over. A nine and seven Giants team, yes, beating the Patriots. I get that that's like a great story, but like I, I hate that. I just hate it. Like it's it's yes. like you lost seven games in the regular season out of sixteen, and now now you're world champions. Like that's <laughs> kind of crazy to me. So I just, but it's also in the day and age too where it's like every everything has to be a thing, in and I hate it because it's everything has to be a thing. So like mm-hmm. when you talk about the schedule. Georgia's getting beat up for their schedule right now because it's terrible, yeah. right? Yeah. But like you talk about SEC schedule, anytime the Big Ten wants to talk about, like, well, the SEC only plays eight games. Why are they playing Mercer in week thirteen? I don't know. I call me crazy, but like if if I have a November of at LSU, Ole Miss at home, and then Mercer and at Auburn, I feel like that's tougher than going to fucking. You know, Northwestern at eleven AM in front of seventeen hundred people and, and winning like thirty-three to, to nine. Like that's not I, yeah. nobody wants to watch that. Right. Yeah.
1: yeah. Ohio, Miami, like all, all these different places. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Youngstown. <laughs> yeah. Uh
2: oh. I'm trying to decide where where I want to go next. Uh we, we had we had talked about a, a few Religion. things we could talk about. Yes, you're obviously was let's, let's just go for it all the way with Chris on uh John, do we want to do uh what your traditional question is that was actually a listener question oh boy. but then but then pivot it for Chris
1: like what's his Bama story?
2: <laughs> so why don't we do this Here, okay. so Fletcher Proctor asked I'd like to know Chris's Georgia story.
0: Georgia oh, okay. story. of course you so, do so do you want to hear my actual georgia story do you want to know why I? Did this it? is this wrong is what comment. i want to
2: know because i have seen the picture that you've tweeted uh mm-hmm. of you like as a kid in a sanford stadium i am i getting that right or is he in like a georgia shirt yeah. or something right like chris where did we go wrong what what happened
0: Well, <laughs> i'll tell you exactly listen we if, <laughs> i always say this i always say this and i people are going to get uncomfortable but like i am very open about a lot of sh- and and mm-hmm. i don't care the sounds but like I grew up in a single parent home, but my first stepdad, that's how white trash I am. My first stepdad um, was a diehard Georgia fan. And he was a massive piece of shit. He was awful. Like he was (laughs) pretty bad to to me and my mom. And it was like a very bad home to be in. But Mm -hmm. I I grew up in that. And so we would go to these games all the time. And then you had my dad who was like, also not a person I like now, Um, Mm -hmm. but as a kid I did. And so it was like, I looked up to that person. He's a Bama fan. This guy who is really, really bad to me every day and, and my mom like every day. Like he's a Georgia guy. So I would wake up on Saturdays with this, like somebody mm-hmm. pressing like a Georgia decal in my face. And I just I hated it. Like I, I hated it because of like, which is like not it's not irrational, but it's like also mm-hmm. not fair to like just like just like a program. And I don't I don't I've come a long way from that. But yeah, that's the whole backstory. Is like I grew up going to Georgia games since I was a kid but mm-hmm. not not willingly like not in a good way it, it, it doesn't give like, good, good feelings. feelings that makes yeah. sense
3: well i'm uh, sorry and, to hear that but that makes know, that it's it's makes perfect good. sense
0: like, like this is like i said open book and everyone has like their own story i'm not it's, i'm not yeah, yeah it's not something i carry with me now or anything like that but like the, right. the gamma part that was like the only tie i think it's like a, a lot of people that like they grew up in the south like you know mm-hmm. not the majority but a lot of people like that was the only tie i had with my dad because he was yeah. a die Bama fan Divorced parents, like and like, so I would really see him. And when I did, it was like that was our one thing. And so Mm -hmm. I just poured myself into that whole, like, like if I had been making the decision in fandom of who I wanted to cheer for as an adult. I mean, I can't say it'd be Bama because they were winning a bunch, but I mean, (laughs) at the same time, like, there's not a lot of positives to be like, I'm a Bama fan, like off and like like you know there's not a lot of things it's like being on. a
1: yankees fan <laughs>
0: well and i hate to say this but i'm a red sox fan because i have family up there and i've been a, i've been a red sox fan <laughs> I was a kid so it's like i i always say like i am like the worst fan and the biggest douchebag when it comes to but i've been like that since i was a kid like i like my i, I remember being like six and like watching the whole 1992 season and Bama goes to the national championship and like you know mm-hmm. it, it's like what really hooked me but it was it was the one thing That I had with my dad, and so I just clung to that. But I sat through all the bad years. Like let's not kid ourselves. Like I, I sat through. I was in Tuscaloosa for years. Dude, (laughs) I I tell you what, I'm not making a joke when I say this. The last time I have cried during a football game was (laughs) 2003 Georgia Alabama game, and I was crying.
2: I thought Brody Croyle was gonna like get killed in that game. He was gonna
0: get decapitated. It, It was. We had to start Spencer Pennington because mm-hmm. Brody Croyle was injured. He had a separated shoulder. Mm-hmm. Spencer Pennington goes in, he gets hit by Thomas Davis, mm-hmm. separates his shoulder. They bring in Brody Croyle. Yep. First series, he gets hit by like Greg Blue or maybe Thomas Davis again, <laughs> separates his other shoulder. And I don't know if anybody remembers this, but this is a true story. The rest of the game, they had to start a true freshman quarterback, Brandon Avalos. And he had to run to the sideline to get the play call between every single play. Cause we didn't have a quarterback that could raise their arms to signal in the play call. It was the worst. It was the worst game I've ever watched. And that was like, also wow. that was like my high school years too. Cause I went to that like 2002. I mean, Georgia Bama played some like really good games. Like oh, the old. 2002 game was unbelievable. All, 94 people feeling mean, like the air. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, like, that was, that was that, like, yeah. There's some really good games, and I, I will say that, like, I'm old enough now, and, and I've been in therapy long enough to where, like, I can I can assess and like, there's so many positives I do have of like my upbringing, my dad, all that kind of. Mm-hmm. So I can like acknowledge the good, and I, what Kirby's doing now, like, I am a diehard Bama fan. I hope we win every single game. I do not want to live in a world where you guys repeat I don't. <laughs> That's I fair. don't. But I respect the shit out of what Kirby's doing. And it's so incredible to watch. Like it is, like it is genuinely so incredible to watch what he's doing at the rate he's doing it and at the level he's doing it. And I, mm-hmm. I think that fans always mix this up. Like I respect this program so much, and I and I, Athens is my favorite city. Anybody that says Sanford Stadium is on a top five stadium in all of college football is an idiot. Like it, I love going to Athens on Saturdays. Saturday in Athens, put on Bob O'Reilly, let's fucking go. Well, I love it, but like <laughs> I, I just. I will also say, Amen. it's so good. But like, but me saying anything negative about the fan base is not saying something negative about Georgia.
3: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: it's the fans. And and I knew this was going to happen when you guys won the Natty. <laughs> like <laughs> we, the <laughs> and you could be like we
1: warned everybody too.
2: You did. Hey, didn't. Just hey just we're we we are a product of everyone else's creation. It's, it's like
0: like you yeah, did this to us. <laughs> I don't know. like, listen, I brought up why I didn't like Georgia. Imagine having to deal with like, imagine it's like, it's like your entire fan base had a bunch of stepdads that you just didn't like. And they had to deal with all that for like 41 fucking years. So I totally get it. Like I totally get yeah. it. <laughs> That's the cold open Jim. Flip
1: that.
2: <laughs> yes, 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 yes.
3: It's, I let mean- me,
1: let, let me, let me also forewarn you that if we win three in a row, <laughs> the, the amount of sh*tstery
3: that's
0: gonna, gonna be inspired. so bad. It is like <laughs> I, I remember sitting there. I remember sitting there. at Carter. April last year, and
3: mm-hmm.
0: and I was like, okay, okay, okay. So let me like, I don't know this isn't a question, but I'll just take you through like my Georgia experience from a year ago. Okay,
2: okay, okay.
0: Twenty twenty one. I I know we said we weren't gonna bring it up, but I'll bring it up, so it's not a big thing. I went through a very traumatic experience. I was engaged. It broke off. Right. The 2021 like, SEC championship game to this day is probably the best game I've ever been to because I needed that like emotionally, like probably more than anything. Mm-hmm. And I right. knew what was coming because I thought Georgia was the best team in the country in July. And and that defense is the greatest defense of all time. No matter what anybody says, that team was incredible. Just mm-hmm. talent everywhere. Yeah, uh, You guys won the Natty, obviously. And it was tough. It was also tough because I had COVID. So I couldn't go. I was supposed to go. I couldn't go. Then I had to isolate myself and quarantine, like in in the basement, <laughs> away from everyone. And then I lost my voice. So I sat there like fucking Charlie Chaplin for three and a half hours watching this game. Like, was awful. <laughs> awful. Um, and the Keely Ringo interception. I'll tell you how unhealthy of a person I am. But I, there was no one touching, like anywhere close, to touching him. But, like he's like going in to score,
3: mm-hmm. and
0: like the Roku or whatever freezes at like the five yard line, and I was like.
3: <laughs> Are we going to get him? It. Maybe like, he dropped hey,
0: it. Yeah, maybe something stupid happens. Um, and it did. Oh my gosh! like, year, like um, I, it just seemed like you guys from this from like the beginning of the season on. I I, I said in July I think it was going to be Ohio State and, and and Georgia in the Natty. I thought Ohio State would win. I thought they were going to have like the talent to win that, like just with like everything they had coming back. But I remember sitting there in Atlanta, like playing with house money. I was like, man, I'm looking like a genius either way because Georgia. Yeah. In this game, but also, like, if they don't, I don't give a shit if Ohio State wins. I'm going to look like a genius because they're going to win the national championship. And then you guys came back and it was awesome. I was there with one of my best friends, Lillian Tysinger, and, and we had so much fun. And then, like, you removed yourself from, like a month later and I was like, God, this sucks. I wish I didn't hear <laughs> this ball. It's so bad. And now you might win three and there's nobody in your way to do it. There's nobody in your way to stop you.
1: Uh, I mean, I don't even know
2: how to respond to that, Chris. Uh, I, I will say, sucks. though. I do remember, I remember like last year, early in the year, because like, you know, we had talked to like Logan leading to the preseason. I remember Logan was big on last year, like, you know what? Like, we, we won our title. Like I don't know what's gonna happen this year, but like you know, monkeys off the yeah. back, and like I don't care. Everything is gravy. I'm gonna
1: enjoy the heck out of it.
2: And, yeah. and a lot of us, we all were, you know, drinking the Kool Aid on Bama. We are all just expecting Bama to just bounce back and you know be mad and and do Bama things. But I do remember you. I actually, I think I texted John was like. Like, is Chris, like, like is he messing with he's Georgia edging, fans? He's right? edging. He's just like he really things. I, I, exactly. I, I was like, I, I didn't know whether or not to believe you.
0: So I believe you I
3: believe what you do now. I, I believe you now. What I it happened? Hands? I wasn't sure.
0: It was one thing that I knew I was never going to get credit for either way. Like, like yeah, I guess yeah, I said, I remember sense. we sat there on our preseason show last year and we had a really good run. I'll say we're very lucky. Again, I'll that's shameless plug Saturday football uncensored. Yeah. podcast i always say if you if you hate the bleep button but you love football you'll love you'll love the show and so like whatever <laughs> we did like our preseason picks and we went through all of like the gambling stuff and and whatnot and we we made 21 predictions before like before the season we went 18 and 3 like it was insane like we we had a very good run but i said that bama was not going to win the sec they were not going to make the playoff and i thought georgia was going to win that game because they just they're tougher they're, they're like they're built deeper and better and they're, they develop better and they're better coach right now, if we're being honest. And I, like, mm. I can say that I don't like it when, when some of y'all say it, the way you say it about Nick, <laughs> but I mean, I, I don't, I, you know, I can say it so, but it is like one of those things that I know that I'm not going to get credit for it because it's going to be like, I, I, again, you guys were just, Apparently, the victim of a bunch of Florida stepdads on Twitter for way too long. It's like <laughs> probably, never let it go. That's I, like
2: uh, crazily accurate. So no, yeah. I, I actually, I, so just to keep going off the rails. Uh, so actually, this is kind of maybe back on the rails. Something you tweeted today because so we talk about on our show a lot about how like Kirby says this, but means that and like how to read him. And I don't know much how to read (laughs) Saban. And then today you were saying that like Saban is happy. So football is screwed basically. So is that a thing? That's been
0: an ongoing thing. Andy Sable said it. And an interesting thing. listen, I just am very excited about this year. That's what I'll say. The schedule's tough. But I remember going into last year and I was like, I kept saying over and over again, that Texas game was going to be a one score game. And, mm. and I remember saying over and over, it's going to be a one-score game, and there is no good that's going to come out of it. Because if they destroy Texas, they should have destroyed Texas because Texas sucks. If they right. barely beat them, oh, my God, you barely beat Texas. <laughs> On the road, like, when listen, yeah. Georgia hasn't been to Texas since the Civil War, or Alamo, I don't even know. Hey, we're, even, never,
2: even, we're never going to go to Texas A&M.
0: No, you're not. you going to deal with the devil. He's like, they're not going to College Station. I don't trust Kirby around all those, those – Mm-hmm. jars and boys doing all the finger guns and all what whatever like i like i don't know <laughs> but like the whole thing is like i just knew that was gonna be a tough game and then you talk about like they got arkansas on the road who was ranked mm-hmm. you got Ole miss who was like seven and one ranked 11th in the country at the time you get lsu which is death valley you guys as you know like they played a bunch of road games
3: mm-hmm. against
0: very good opponents tennessee right. was a top ten team, team they won 11 games like yeah. lsu went 10 and 4 and and like they lost those two games by four total points. And I remember, I remember talking to my buddy about this, but like, again, the whole precious season, like, if, if, if he's, his name's escaping me right now, and I don't know why. If Malachi Starks, if Malachi Starks mm-hmm. tackled the one yard line, I'm not oh, saying yeah. you're in the national championship, but you don't beat Missouri. You just, that don't.
2: Was, I mean, you could argue that's the play of the season. And we, yeah. we said that, and, or we definitely said he, it was the play of the
0: game that week. It was totally the play of the game without a doubt. Mm-hmm. And, and like, all the stuff that had to happen for Ohio state and like in, yeah. in games like that, it's tough to win a national championship. It's, it's very tough, really tough to go 15 to no makes it yeah. even more impressive that Kirby's able to do it. But yeah. if you think I'm going to sit here and like use that argument and then look at Nick Saban, who hasn't gone three years without winning a national championship since he's been at Alabama mm. and you want to use the argument that, well, they lost two games last year, both on the road in two of the toughest environments in college football against top 15 teams. By four points, both in the last play of the game, but they also yeah. almost lost a bunch of these games. Okay, so now <laughs> like there's not another there's not another team in the country that that argument is used more for than Alabama. And I, I you can say like mm-hmm. I'm being biased or or a homer or a fan whatever, but I get why everyone hates Bama because they've skull dragged ninety four percent of the country for the last decade and a half. And I would hate them too. Like you said, the Yankees earlier, I hate the Yankees. They're yeah. awful. They're awful people. Imagine <laughs> for a team where like like the Braves, pride In the entire state is like Space Camp up in Huntsville, which is about as close to Tennessee and out of the state as you can get. Like the only other thing they're they're scoring off the charts in is like diabetes and poor education. That's <laughs> it. And they got a really good football team. So I get why right. you hate out. Yeah. But like yeah. Saban coming back with all that talent and and like angry. Ooh. And I, I just I like people, people want to hate on Tommy Reese and all that kind of yeah. shit. Yeah, because he like I saw it yesterday. Tommy Reese only scored twenty one. They only scored twenty one points against Marshall. Well, you know that like at the end of the year, and they won six of their last seven games, and they put up like thirty eight point nine points per game in those, and they beat three three ranked opponents in all, in those last six games. They beat like number four ten, or number four Clemson like a drum, like and beat two of the ranked teams. Beat South Carolina like put up forty points in half those games. Like, just something tells me that Saban knows what he's doing. More than Bobby Wilson. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, so Bobby.
1: what's so what's your what's your out what's your outlook on the on the season for Bama?
0: i they're going to lose to Texas. You
1: think they're going to lose to
0: Texas? I don't think they have the quarterback situation figured out before Texas. Um, and It is going to be go the rest. If of Quinn game.
1: Ewers doesn't get hurt in the game, do you think that
0: you can't bring that up? Well, uh, you can't. Kind of you... At this. Don't, don't even don't even start to do this with me. I that's off um, the table.
2: So it was Mechie and Williams. We can't talk about
0: it. Listen, listen, if Quinn Ewers had played Alabama with full health and beaten them by seventeen points a month prior, I would definitely, I would definitely understand the argument. And that's all. Okay, that's no, I, I think that like, like I, I'm a huge fan of Sark. I know Graham, one of my mm. good buddies. You guys referenced him earlier how great he is and, and and all that kind of stuff. Like he's not, and, and he's like underperformed, I guess you want to say, like at USC or Washington or or whatever. But when Sark has dudes on offense, like he will he will scheme up better than anyone else in the country. Him, Kiff, and Ryan Day, best three offensive play callers in the country, hands down. You guys saw it last year with with Ryan Day, like like and he has dudes, right? He can develop yeah. the court position. Sark with a like when you were In year two of that system, who's the highest ranked quarterback recruit ever from 247 Sports with Xavier Worthy, with A.D. Mitchell, with the nobody knows this kid's name because of Brock Bowers. But like with Jatavian, I think Sanders, like the the tight end, who's the next one on the NFL draft board, like for tight end position. And then you have Whittingham in the the slot, who's also a former five star. You're deeper on the line. They've got dudes everywhere. They return all five offensive linemen. And they've got dudes everywhere. I think Texas is going to be really good. I don't mm. think they have the situation figured out by then. But I do think the rest of the season, you get Tennessee at home, you get LSU at home, and you get those in revenge games. I'm not going to try to talk sense to Tennessee fans because I'm not going to talk sense into a <laughs> brick wall. Um, it's a waste of time. But like LSU fans, <laughs> I get the excitement because you hate saving just as much as, you know, even more probably than Georgia fans do.
3: Mm-hmm. right he Yeah. It
0: twice in the last 11 years by combining six points and yeah. one of those games was with one of the greatest teams of all time yeah so i'm right. to first so i think they go 11 and one i think they get to atlanta get
1: to atlanta okay versus versus who probably kentucky or Florida.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. You idiot.
3: laughs> you, you
0: like who is coming i said this before last season i said georgia was going to go undefeated and there would be there was no one that was going to be within 10 points of them who is it within ten points of
1: that team this year? Uh, yeah, no, I yeah. think that you're you're speaking preaching to the choir here, but I just yeah. wanted to, to confirm gonna... that you think that we're going to be there as well. Yeah, I, I think I pro- I posed this question to you on your podcast the other day, but like just for the folks listening, you know, Bama's Bama's got three losses or whatever. What happened?
0: What do you mean? Oh, if if that happens?
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. Then okay, so what, would, what has I, to go wrong? To what get it has to, to go point?
1: wrong for Bama
0: to not make it is what I'm saying. You lose it. Te- Stop smiling when you ask it, kid. <laughs> <head>. I'm, <not, laughs> I'm not smiling. <laughs> so you you lose to Texas, right? And here's the scary part of losing to Texas. That is the earliest loss you will have had in the Nick Saban era. Even in 2007, they didn't lose that early, mm. right? Okay. Um, so then you got to, you know, back against the wall for the rest of the season. And we, we haven't had to get to this point where you've had a two-loss SEC champ, but mm-hmm. I don't see them losing another game. If they get to Atlanta and they beat, I mean, if they if they get to Atlanta and then they beat an undefeated Georgia, I don't see that happening for one. And then two, like, I, I don't know if, I mean, if they get in the play, there's just so many other things that have to go right for that to happen. If they yeah. have three losses, here's the nightmare scenario. You get Ole Miss at home early. Like Kiffin has put up a really good fight in two of those three games, including the 2020 game, which was the year he shouldn't have. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. Then you get like A&M on the road, which I think A&M is going to be really improved. And Petrino had gave Saban fits at times when he had some dudes there, like with Wingo and Mallet and and guys like that. Um, You get to October. I don't see them losing to Tennessee. I, I just don't. But if you, here's the nightmare scenario is if you get to October, or you get to November, and you get to the last week of the year, and Bama has three losses, and you got to go to Jordan Hare, there's mm-hmm. a very real chance that that Auburn team is coming off five straight wins with the way their schedule sets up. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not saying because it's Hugh and because he beat Bama twice, whatever. But th- that's why. But like going to Jordan Hare is a nightmare in general. Yeah. For right. most. Especially Alabama, and if you get to a place where you have three losses and you're already out of contention, which you haven't had to deal with that, like yeah. since 2007, what is the psyche of the team? Like, what are you playing for? To what right. to go to Tampa? Like, no, I'm good. Like, <laughs> I, like I, I, <laughs> I don't. I, I think that is the scary thing. I think that if if they get three losses, they're getting four. I'll say that. Like, okay. I, I think. I think if they get three losses, they're getting four because I, I just, I don't, they haven't had, they haven't had to have that mindset of like digging themselves out of it. But I will also say, if you're dancing on the grave, dance lightly, man, because they, they got, they got some talent there. And I think they're going to be a lot better, people think.
2: Yeah. I don't, I, I gave up on dancing on the grave of Nick Zabin, uh, many, many years ago, Chris. So
0: <laughs> thank you. It means a lot to me, to be honest. <laughs>
2: You're
1: gonna, you're gonna have to peel peel that program from his cold dead Ooh. ends
0: i mean so what's crazy no he's got three years i think but like i i think there was somebody said it today that was like oh well, we're not scared of saving like first off yeah you are like if, <laughs> be, be honest like yeah like i saw an lsu fan say it like yeah you are because he's owned you he's owned everyone like i mean like besides louis Monroe, he's owned everyone like <laughs> right. i think if you get to a, a certain point like you talk about like, like like Josh Heupel and Brian Kelly and and Kirby Smart aren't scared of him. I don't think Kirby Smart is scared of him. And yeah. I don't think Brian Kelly would say that he's scared of him. And I know what happened with Josh Heupel last year. Mm. But those are three games. Those are three coaches that have a combined three wins in however many games against them.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's the, I mean, he's, he is the
1: goat. I mean, he's the best coach that we've seen in, in
2: college but do you football. Think,
1: but do you think that it's like, the, it's some of the luster is starting to fade kind of thing yeah. like where it's like oh it's it's more recent so is it going to grease the wheels to like maybe he's he, he bought the house in florida you know I don't he's think talking I, about italy he's talking about italy with this
0: here's another favorite thing about georgia for, for me i remember sitting there before i made the horrible joke to kirby that got I know he heard me. about yeah, it. I, was, I know I, he heard yes, me. He totally, really heard heard he totally heard you. <laughs> who, who,
2: who was sitting next to you that you were that was making about? Oh, my buddy George
0: Somerville from the College okay. Chat podcast. And so that is the guy who's Scottish, and he's on a like a all England-based college world show. They're fantastic. You guys should give it a listen. They're really great. Nice. I should have thrown him on the bus, but I told him I was going <laughs> too. I was asking the question too, and I was like, I was so geared up. I, I had like been on like the worst travel experience ever to get there, but I was like, I'm asking this. <laughs> It's going to be hilarious. I killed it the year before with my Brian Kelly accent joke and my Sam <laughs> against the spread comment. And I was like, there's what could go wrong. And I remember I said it. And, like, the words were just, like, they just kept coming. It was the longest question ever. And then I asked it, and he was like, what? And I was like, no, make me repeat it. It's so bad. <laughs> it, was like, it was awful. Um, anyway, uh... he, like, even Kirby said he was like, we want to go to Italy, but we went to Mississippi for a baseball tournament. Yeah. Right, and, and right. The, I saw people saying this too, because this is like what Georgia does, like your fans, you guys are the mountaintop. I don't think your entire fan base knows it yet, but mm-hmm. you are the top. And like Saban goes to Italy. First off, Kristen is like, Kristen Saban is one of my absolute best friends in the world. One of the reasons I get so defensive of her death because it's like, there's nobody that understands what she has had to like, like I've watched that firsthand of like, people saying just horrible stuff about her father because yeah. he is good at, fo- at coaching football like and it just it makes me upset and I, it like it's probably a little bit irrational when it comes to the territory and she knows that more than i feel like i even do sometimes mm-hmm. but they've been playing that trip to italy for over a decade like flat right. out he's yeah. 71 let him go to f- italy for a week yeah. and <laughs> like, oh i'm so glad that my coach isn't he's busy recruiting i'm like it's june like signing <laughs> days in December, bro. Like, calm down. You, you really think that Saban's not gonna throw a bag at somebody now that it's legal to do? Like, what are we talking about? I'd I just we just
2: didn't realize it was part of the process, Chris. Sorry, we're trying. Yeah. We got to yeah, keep exactly. track. We got to keep I, track. So
0: I, I think that I think that like some of the luster, like the original question you asked, was is some of like the luster, like the the shine, starting to wear off. I don't think it is as much as people want it to be. And are Mm. pretending that it is. I like. I know they had close games. It's weird to me the whole Bryce Young, like he was a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. The Heisman Trophy winning quarterbacks don't they don't lose games now. I watched Georgia beat one in in the Rose Bowl. Mm -hmm. I know that. Like I watched Bama beat one, like beat the brakes off one in Miami the year after. Like, not all Heisman quarterbacks go undefeated. Like I'm. I just that was a weird. I, I think that people want this thing to be over. And it's it's towards the end of it, right? I don't know right. if you the other one, but like yeah. anybody, Mike Bratton, love the death, SEC Mike. Uh, he yeah. worked with He's yeah. been saying this for like five years. Like it's the same thing. They're losing three games this year. Like are they? Like because you've been like I, I've heard yeah. it for five years. Like are they really doing that?
2: Yeah, uh, we saw a Heisman quarterback lose in Indianapolis too. Sorry, I couldn't. I couldn't. Uh
0: you know hold on hold on hold on you also <laughs> saw him prior and he set a college he set an sec championship game record for Dude, yards against the greatest defense in the history of college that football.
2: was uh one of the most impressive uh quarterback performances i've ever i've ever seen i'm not so gonna lie to that gave up it, it was that incredible was... all right i do have to circle yeah. back because i feel like fletcher is listening and is like why didn't he ask him my breakfast at tiffany's part of the question so
0: <laughs> i love why <laughs> did
2: deep blue something never have a follow-up hit after breakfast at tiffany's
0: because yeah. that song alone was like, first off, the 90s. I feel like the 90s had so many more. So many one hit wonders, wonders. yeah. Yes. I don't, yeah. And they were all kind of the same. It was just all like, like, Gin Blossom's Light was coming out with a new song and that was it. But it was in like this heyday of time where it's like, hey, we could sell a whole album of shit, but have one good song on Star 94 that play in Atlanta on repeat. And that's it. Like,
3: yeah, exactly. so I don't know if
0: people with something didn't have another one. I'll tell you the worst one is the Rembrandts. I bought that. Oh. The the, friend, the friends The friends Theme song. The friends right? theme song. <laughs> like just to show you right off the bat, when I was eight years old, that I was never going to make good financial decisions. Like that song wasn't going to get stuck in my head like immediately and awful. Like th- like that song would be played out. It was on Friends. I yeah. just yeah. Besides watching that show, that's probably <laughs> the one he's thinking about. is buying the Ringbreads tape.
2: Amazing. I like that you keep saying that because uh, Josh and Graham used to say that we were the widest Georgia podcast, and we're like, I mean, maybe I don't know.
1: Jim and John <laughs> is pretty good. Pro- like probably, is, probably yeah. accurate. There's, there's probably another. Tough, probably a tough one. but fair. Tough but fair. That's right. <laughs> so I've, i I want to i want to I'm gonna pivot at like 180 because I know Chris is running out of time. But uh, like the 50. tell us you've had some, you've had some interesting. Run ins in Atlanta. And I have wanted to hear this oh, story. This
0: the,
3: yeah.
1: I have wanted to hear this story since I found out that this happened to you. Yeah. You've been shot before.
0: Yeah. Well, what, okay. What happened? So we will close with this because this is, it's like a 10 minute story. Oh, um, okay. So it let me, like, I will I will preface this with a lot of things, but I will say that like I always made a joke out of it because like the comedian in me, like I, I don't I didn't want it to be serious when it happened. Mm. It was serious, and I'll explain that part at the end. But 2016, August 6, 2016. Let me start by saying I was in phenomenal shape. Okay, phenomenal shape. I was Thirty years old, I was in my prime. I was out running. I had a tank top on, and I remember I was in Virginia Highlands. Cause I lived off of Drury street on the same road. If anybody's familiar with Atlanta, like um, right next to Ponce where diesel uh, bar used to be. So I go out of my, my neighborhood, take a right, go up the hill, take a right in front of like all the, the Virginia Highland bars, whatever. And it's like 6 45 PM. It's broad daylight, August 6, forty five PM. I take a ride onto Ponce and I'm running and I'll never forget. I'm sitting there and I'm like, it's kind of like a downhill at that point. So it's like, this is great. Like I'm, I'm like, I'm hitting stride. I'm peaking right now. This is great. And I remember I was listening to this song from Machine Gun Kelly and Waka Flocka. And the exact <laughs> moment, I'm appropriate. not making it. The exact moment, the song, the lyrics where he goes, I'm so motherfucking violent. And I was like, yeah, that's me. Like, look at me go. And I hear pop, pop. And as soon as I hear it, I'm like, I look to my left. And I feel something hit the back of my arm. And I remember the first thought in my head was that I get hit with like a slingshot. I don't know why that was mm. my first thought, but I was like, did I get like a slingshot. And then I was like, internal monologue going. I was like, no, idiot, you're 30 years old. Nobody's hitting you with a slingshot. And I was like, <laughs> I look like if you're familiar with the Ponce is, it's across from, this is across from El Ponce. There's these apartments that have yellow brick and I'm standing in front of the yellow brick under these trees. And I was like, oh, well, I wonder if like something fell I hit the back of my arm, like, like just and I feel the back of my arm, and it, there's a hole. And I like look down, and, like there's like blood on my arm. And I remember saying out loud to nobody, "I go, did I just get a f-ing shot?" And I see this car drive by, and they're like, and within seconds, my entire arm is just covered in blood. And you know when you like cut yourself deep, it's like it's like a dark, mm-hmm. somewhat like, crimson blood. <laughs> um, <laughs> my entire my entire arm is covered in blood, and I'm like, I just got. F- shot i think and so i i'm like okay i'm familiar with the neighborhood i i'm just gonna tell you the whole story there's an urgent care at the bottom of the hill on the corner i had been there one time when i had stayed out too late and gone home to a place with a person i should not have been with <laughs> i convinced myself that i had i needed to go to the doctor to make sure i i didn't catch anything unlike those Bama receivers in the 2021 national championship it turns out I had <laughs> my own stress um and that's all it was but that was my only time I had ever been to that that urgent care because mm-hmm. nobody goes to urgent care if you get shot you go to urgent care if you have a cough and yeah. you want to miss work the next day so I'm like okay go to urgent care I know what my medical record is here and it's not great and so yeah. I'm like I'm like, I get down and you're, you're in this so you need to walk up these stairs into the parking lot. And I'm like, okay, hopefully there's nobody in the parking lot, nobody in the lobby. And I go up the steps and the parking lot is full. The lobby is packed. And I'm like, so I'm just like bleeding profusely. We're in this <laughs> top and like, I walk in and I, and it's like, are you in pain? Like, is, is there, so I'm like, I'm so confused as to what's happening. Like. I just know there's a yeah. hole in my, and I'm like, what is going, like, I'm in pain, but I'm like, there's like all this, like adrenaline, you've got
1: adrenaline run running, running
0: yeah. in machine gun Kelly going through my veins, right? Now. <laughs> like I'm good. And so I walk in and I'm like, I'm like, all right, well, maybe like, I don't want to, I don't want to make it cause a scene. And and I had like, like, okay, backstory real quick. My dad, who I was, a str- I'm still a from, but I just, he was very dramatic. And I was like, I don't want to like make a big deal out of this. It's not a big deal. I'm sure it's nothing. So I'm going to just make as little like as, as possible out of this whole situation. I walk in and I, there's these two black ladies behind the front counter. And I go, hi, I'm so sorry. I think I got shot. And this one woman just goes, uh-uh, nope. And just spins the chair and like walks off. And I was like, mm. and then like you look over to the left and there's like, everyone's like, what? is this? And I'm again, tank top, pouring sweat, pouring blood. And I'm like, hey, like, like they rush me to the back. So I get back oh there. I'm, like, I, I'm sure I didn't get shot. Like who would have shot me? And so then it becomes like this whole just streaming words vomit coming out of my mouth. And I'm like, I'm just running. And they're like, how did this happen? And I was like, I was just running. And like, I, I, it, there's no way. And she's like, I think, I think you got shot. I'm like, who would have shot me? Was it my dad? Was it my first stepdad? Like what is happening right now? And so I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I'm not really sure. Like, I was like, it probably isn't a bullet. And she's like, no, this has been going around. and I go. <laughs> What? Like I was like, she was, Yeah, there was two people jogging. They got shot last week. And I was like, in Atlanta? And she was like, No, it was like Detroit in Washington State. And I was like, Oh, okay. So, like, nothing <laughs> can do with what we're talking about right now. She said, What's, what's going on? Like, it's not the flu. It hasn't been going around. So they're trying to like bandage this thing up. They cannot get the bleeding to stop. And so I'm hmm. like, I see the I see the nurse, and like again, we're at urgent care. We're not at Grady. We're not at like a <laughs> hospital. So she is just like. She's not trained for this. She's like, oh, tongue out and put a thermometer in here. Like, this is like, like, what, what do I do? And so I see this, like, look in her eyes. I'm trying to calm her down. And I'm like, (laughs) fine, it's not a big deal. She's like, I can't get the bleeding inside. I can't believe inside. I was like, it's, listen, if I pass, I pass. Like, I get, I'm from Stone Mountain. I'm going to get so much street cred out of this. Like, it's unbelievable. Worst comes to worst. I die. We get some airbrushed, like t-shirts printed, like RIP Chris, maybe a wristband or a bracelet or something like a live strong thing. We're good. Like we're good. And she's like, what is wrong with you? Like what, like, why would you be saying it? <laughs> they go get another nurse to come back and they have to re-bandage it with pink gauze, by the way, that was a fantastic like, addition to it. Of course. So like, they get it. They like, finally get the bleeding to stop. And they're like, okay, hey, like there is a bullet in your arm. Like you definitely have been shot. And I was like, okay. Like we need to call an ambulance. I was like, there's no way I'm paying for an ambulance. Like, cancel that Uber <laughs> right now. I go, you need to call my girlfriend. And I, the person I was dating at the time, she's actually famous now. Her name's Ashley Hesseltine. She's got a podcast called Girls Gotta Eat. Don't listen to it. Um, but she, she's like, it was not a good relationship. And I was like, no, no, no. You don't need to call an ambulance. You need to call my girlfriend. because This just a dinner in like 20 minutes. And this is going to be a whole thing. So like, you need to call her now. They're like, no, like, like it's, it's fine. So it's like she comes in as the EMTs come in. And they were more concerned with my well being than she was. I'll just say that. And so they come in and they're like, you need to go to Grady or you need to go to AMC. They have trauma units there, blah, blah. blah. Ashley walks in and just is like, what happened? And I was like, I got shot. She's like, with what? And I was like, <laughs> fucking gun. Like, what are we talking about? She's, they're like, he doesn't want to take the ambulance. You need to take him to AMC or Grady. They have trauma centers. What does Ashley do? Puts me in the car, drives me to Piedmont Hospital, where I was born, off of Peachtree. Right. We walk in. and,
1: and the first, not Grady.
0: Not Grady. <laughs> when they told her that, her exact response was, she goes, ew, that's gross. Like, I was like, what <laughs> this is like dinner on like, hmm, chill-ins or Applebee's. It's like, we got to go. We got to go. Like, what are we doing? And so she takes walk in tell them what happened first things the first thing a woman said she goes i don't know why they told you to come here we don't have a trauma unit and i was like thank you so like i know right right so at this point it's like 7:30 7:45 they take me directly to the back i don't have to be in the waiting room or whatever Ashley leaves to go to chick-fil-a across the street side note doesn't bring me anything back which was a nice touch and and i'm just sitting there and there's like this like whoever the pre doctor is like i don't know what the reference or what the title would be but it's like a dental hygienist and i'm not going to give her any more credit than that because that's basically what she was she was like i listen it's not a bullet i don't know who told you it was a bullet like it's not a big deal and in my head like i'm bartending at houston's i have great health insurance but i also like am not getting paid on a salary i'm getting paid when i show up to work so like i can't be missing a bunch of work and then mm-hmm. just like, things be fine so my 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 main question was like how much work am I going to miss what is happening blah, blah blah she's she's telling me she goes it's not a bullet like I, I the, the bullet hole is not that deep and I guarantee it was like a bb gun and blah blah, blah. and I was like yeah exactly and in my head like that's tell all me, I want to believe. I don't I don't want it to be like a serious thing and then I was like so she leaves the doctor comes in with the x-rays and she's like did she just tell you it was a bb gun and I was like yeah it's probably a bb gun she goes you think there's any kids playing with BB guns off of fucking Ponce in Atlanta? And I was like, no, yeah. Insight. that's a good point. My bad. And she was like, no, it's a bullet. You have a 22 bullet in your arm. It's this close to the bone. Here's the x-rays. And it's like a little ball. It's just sitting in there. And I go, okay, well, what do I do? And she goes, well, it's, it's in there. Like, so when a bullet goes in, it goes in hot. And it at the time I had muscle. So it goes in <laughs> muscle and it cauterizes around it because it's like, it, it like immediately... Is like kind of like engulfed. She goes, so we can cut into the muscle and pull it out. But I was like, all right, well, how much work am I going to miss? She's like, probably three weeks minimum. We have to cut into, it's like a, it's a, it's a surgery. Mm-hmm. And I was like, can I just leave it in there. And she's like, you can leave it in there. You I was like, I'm not going to have any issues. And she's like, no, you won't have any issues. Like it's a bullet wound, but it did not hit your bone, blah, blah, blah. You will be fine. I was like, I'm not going to be setting off metal techniques. You are good. Like, okay. She goes, you can also meet with like a, like a plastic surgery or whatever it would be. To have like a, a procedure later if you want i was like yeah i'll just do that i'll do that knowing full well i wasn't gonna do it right so then the best part of the whole thing i go i had a comedy show that night at Limerick junction in virginia highlands right <laughs> so the show starts at like 9 or 9 30 it is like 8 45 whatever you're supposed to be there early and i, and I i'm like i remember i'm late obviously because i had been shot <laughs> i've got this entire goss <laughs> like wrapped around my whole arm so I show up to the show and I'm like, try to, I go up to the host. And I'm like, Hey, and he goes, I don't even want to hear it. He's like, I told you to be here this time. Blah blah. blah. you're always late. You're like, just like ripping in me. I don't say a word. I'm like, okay. And he goes, you're going up last. I'm like, that's kind of where I'd want to be anyway. That's fine. And he's like, you're getting five minutes. That's it. I'm like, okay. So I just sit there in the back pocket. Don't say a word. Go up on stage. My entire set is telling the story of what happened. Right. <laughs> and I'm doing it from a position of like, it ends <laughs> up just being a TV gun. Ha-ha, whatever. Right. So I'm telling the story, and I swear to God, all this is all this is true. Telling the story, and everyone in the audience is like, like kind of laughing because the way I'm delivering it and, and telling it, but also like, what? And it, like I'm almost to the punchline, and this like very effeminate voice, this gay guy in the back, he goes, "Oh my fucking god!" And I was like, "What?" Dude rushes up to the stage, holds out his phone. He goes, "Is this you? Is this you?" Oh multiple pictures in a Facebook status if he's like, I'm at urgent care and some dude just came in and said he got shot in a tank top and it's like it's like just me like <laughs> <laughs> oh I was like, yeah, that's me and everyone's like, what the like probably the best i've did in Limerick at least amazing. Uh, so yeah, that's what happened. I got shot. that's how the whole thing happened. I will say that as much of a joke as I made out of it, uh I like went to I went to work, I took a day off and I went back to work like Thursday and told the story. Like trying to get some extra tips, like oh yeah, Sean. Like, and <laughs> I'm telling like, like everyone, we were finally saying it to this. We had cops that would walk us to our to our cars in the, the night, and he was like, "Hey, man, you like know this isn't funny." And I was like, "Nah, it's kind of fun. Like, it's like you know, it's whatever." And he's like, "No, it's not funny because whoever shot you wasn't aiming at your arm." And I was like, "What do you mean?" And he's like, "You're running like this, and you got shot. Like the bullet came in like this way." And he's like, whoever shot you wasn't aiming at the back of your right arm. It's like if it mm-hmm. hit, like it was this close to the bone, which was shattered the bone. He's like, if it was an inch lower, it would have like shattered your elbow. If it's over the left a little bit, maybe it hit you like in the spine here in the eye, like all this stuff. And I was like, oh, like this right. is not fun. And then I find out like from the cops, like, of course, they never found out who did it. And all they said was like, it's like a random act of violence. that It's like they have an uptick of in the beginning of. Uh, the school year because of like gang initiation or whatever and that was it mm.
2: so, so is, is the is the bullet still there still in the, the
0: arms? yeah okay oh, wow so next time anybody's talking sh- on Twitter just know I've taken a bullet in my body and I can that probably hurts less than some of the words you guys use towards me about we, my team.
2: We're <laughs> gonna we're gonna say I'm gonna say at some point leave him alone. He got shot. I'm gonna leave use him alone,
0: every shot. time, <laughs> like just have to be like a leave Britney alone situation. So yeah, <laughs> that, that was a long-winded story, but yeah, that that was the whole thing, man. Wow, hey, that's I crazy. Mean, I feel
1: what, like I feel like everybody will like respect you. I doubt a, it. Little, just no a little, bit.
0: Like, <laughs> just, just, just a little bit, just like a little bit, and then I'll say something like, "I don't think Carson Beck's can complete sixty-seven percent of his passes." And be like, "That guy, I'll shoot." I I'll think what's funny, I did the Auburn show, or I did an Auburn show a while back, and they somebody mm. brought it up. It was like Auburn After Dark or something, mm. and this guy raises his hand to talk, and they go, "His name was Zoo," and they go, "Zoo, you got something to say to Chris?" And he goes, "Yeah, man, I just want to let you know, I've seen the shit you said about Auburn. Like, it's sad that you got shot, but I would have shot you twice." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> so there you go
3: <laughs> that's off <Yeah. laughs> oh man
2: uh chris good stuff
0: man well, yeah man i enjoyed it i appreciate it
2: i know i know i know you got to get going i know you're, you're you're a busy man as the season rapidly approaches uh john and i had talked about you know one to have you on i'm glad we finally reached out yeah. Uh, I know I had asked right after we, and we didn't talk about this, but I, I had mentioned I think on the before Right after we had a walk in the rain, uh, in, in in LA, uh, I said, "Hey, <laughs> you want to come on the podcast sometime?" And, and you said you would, and and, and you yeah. you followed through. So much. Appreciated. That was like that
0: was a that was such a fun. That was a fun <laughs> trip. That was a fun. It was.
2: It was a good time. So, it was a good time.
0: Anyway, yeah, I mean, Any time, I, I appreciate it, and uh, I would love to do it again. This was great. I, we can talk about. I, don't know. I mean, like maybe we'll let's, let's just we'll set an over under for how many days that, as you said, I'm sure people will respect you. Now. We'll see how long that
1: lasts. <laughs> maybe maybe we can get the uh, when when Georgia and Alabama meet m- SEC championship preview. Mm. <laughs> I just like
2: everyone I'm, will be really happy with Chris at that point.
0: <laughs> like even if I say, even if I say that you guys beat us, like I don't. I mean. Ugh. Anyway, anyway that's i don't know we haven't that.
1: had a good we haven't had a good know your enemy episode <laughs> with an yeah, actual that's true. enemy <laughs> that's true yeah totally
0: done. and also let's not forget either like i i kind of want to do this i know i don't want to be like overvaluing myself but my favorite thing from the georgia fan base was that mm-hmm. tennessee game a year ago and this the video that kind of went viral with like your fans and and like in on twitter of like what I said was going to happen with the Georgia Tennessee game because I've never been more accurate about anything in my life. Yeah, and <laughs> it was awesome. I got to go to it. It was I th- like I will say this just like Tennessee fans on how awful they were. I I have never been that pumped for a win, including Bama. Maybe in the last five years in the twenty twenty one SEC championship. So I, I was thinking about this. I was talking to Dogs about this. Like I kind of want to do that again and like pick a game where you guys want some motivation. It's not going to be against Alabama. And, and then we'll, we'll get like a, a GoFundMe to bring me on. We'll donate to charity or whatever, or I'll just be angry and say a bunch of efforts about Tennessee again. I don't know, but I, I do enjoy that part of it.
2: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I know that was Coach Trill wanted us to ask you about that. So uh, apologies to Coach Trill and a few of those. We didn't get to questions, but we'll we'll have Chris back. We'll have Chris back and, and we can work the answers through back channels. So love it. All right, man. I know you gotta run. Thanks for coming on the pod. Uh Saturday down south. Uh Saturday football uncensored. Vern Funquist on Twitter. Chris, thanks again for coming on my God Podcast. Appreciate Thanks, it. guys.
0: Have a great night.
3: All right. Go dogs. Go dogs. <laughs> <laughs>